This episode is sponsored by Kendo UI. Kendo UI allows you to build better apps faster. They have a comprehensive library ranging from data grids and charts to buttons and sliders. Plus, you can use their components as plain JavaScript as well as in Angular, React, and Vue. They have a large collection of customizable popular themes like Bootstrap and Material. Go check them out at javascriptjabber.com slash kendoui. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a special episode. We have panelists from the following shows, Adventures in Angular, uh, React Roundup, and Views on View. So if you listen to any of these shows, they are going to show up on your feed. And I'm just going to go ahead and do the panel introductions like I normally do. Um, if the panelists could uh, let people know what shows they're typically on, uh, that would probably help people who don't listen to those shows. So uh, I'm just going to start with the panel that's furthest left on Zoom. We have Aaron Frost. Hello, I'm on uh, Adventures in Angular. Shai Resnick. Hello, I'm on Adventures in Angular as well. Divya Sasidaran. Hi, I'm Divya. I'm usually on the Views on View podcast. That's right. You were also recently a guest on JavaScript Jabber. That is correct. Joe Eames. Hey, everybody. I'm on JavaScript Jabber, Views on View, and Adventures in Angular. Uh, Lukas Heisch. Hello, everybody. I'm Lucas from React Roundup. Charles Maxwood. Um, I'm on all of the shows, almost all of the shows on devchat.tv. So uh, we have a special guest, and that is Sean Marin. Sean, do you want to say hi? Yeah. Hey, Chuck. Good to be here. I was uh, I, I had the pleasure of hopping on JavaScript Jabber and MyJS Story in the past, so good to be back. Yeah, and you do a few interesting things, um, one of which, if people are podcast listeners and they're interested in financing, finances, not financing. Uh, I think <laughs> yeah, you discourage no. financing. <laughs> uh, but you, you can go check them out at Two Frugal Dudes, twofrugaldudes.com. And uh, you also have an interesting product that you've just launched that is related to what we're talking about. That's right, exactly, yeah. So uh, through the Two Frugal Dudes uh, podcast, I had the pleasure of meeting some other people in the personal finance community and then ended up at a conference called FinCon for personal finance content creators. And there I met my co-founder of a new product called Mastermind Hunt uh, to help people find mastermind groups. And uh, I've been doing that uh, about a year now. Nice. And uh, for people who are interested, I'm just going to go ahead and let people know now we're doing a webinar on January 3rd, right? That's right. Yeah. At 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. And we're going to be talking a little bit more in depth about mastermind groups. But I wanted to get get it on the show because what I really care about is helping people find the freedom in their careers or their jobs or whatever to do whatever it is that they want to do. So for Angular developers, they want to write more Angular or they want to write better apps. Um, you know, for React developers, same thing. Vue developers, same thing. And one thing that I have found over the years that has really helped me is either finding a mentor or finding a group of people that all want to learn together. And we were talking about the mastermind groups and I'm like, man, this is exactly what I did. And so I, I thought, okay, well, Sean knows what he's talking about with mastermind. Has some experience. I think some of the other panelists here do as well. And so I just wanted to give people the opportunity to learn about mastermind groups and then, you know, give everybody a chance to go and form some mastermind groups, especially around the beginning of the year when you're starting to set goals around leveling up. So uh, do you want to just uh, kick things off and talk about what a mastermind group is and how they operate? And then we can, you know, the, the panel can jump in wherever they want and ask questions. 
Yeah, sure thing. And I totally agree. You know, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the awesome people that I've been able to surround myself with, you know, along the way, along the journey. And I kind of started off with, uh, you know, coworkers when I first got into the, uh, as an employee in the career space, and then eventually getting involved in the software development community, going to user groups and conferences, and then wanting to talk to these people on a regular basis. And uh, actually, one of them had introduced me to a concept of mastermind groups. Actually, my co-host, Kevin Griffin, I think who you're familiar with. <laughs> He's been on the show before. So uh, being a software developer, I've always been inspired to try and write my own software on the side. I've gotten involved in the startup community. Um, so uh, meeting other entrepreneurs and other like-minded individuals, I was introduced to this concept of mastermind groups. Didn't really know what it was. It's kind of like this gray area. I've heard about them. You, you look them up online, you're like, it's still kind of hard to figure out what they are or how to run one. But basically, it's, it's kind of like you mentioned, you surround yourself with a few people with maybe uh, similar goals or aspirations, and you talk with them on a regular basis. And so you, you get together maybe every other week, maybe you're, you're both trying to either move your business forward, learn a programming language, pay off debt. Maybe you're both uh, e-commerce web developers, right? And so you kind of deal with similar problems, not both, sorry, it could be, it could be anywhere from two to however many people you want. Um, usually we'll see them anywhere from four to five kind of work well, uh, people in a mastermind group. But yeah, again, you talk on a regular basis. Um, you, you talk about what you're currently working on, share something that you learned and a problem you need help with. And then you have all these other people, you know, uh, you know kind of helping you with that problem, giving you their feedback. And then it builds this little accountability group that you know, hey, by the next time we get together, I better put what they just told me to work, right? <laughs> so when we do come back and meet again, uh, you know, I'm taking that advice. Uh, uh, I'm learning from other people's mistakes and hopefully moving to the next level. Gotcha. I'm curious if any members of our panel today have had similar experience where they've connected with a group of people and you know, either for a fixed length of time or for an indefinite length of time, talks about code. I tried it uh, one, I tried it several times, once for business stuff, like startup stuff. And one time it was around code, but not in a structured way, just like meeting uh, everybody. And when it was on like the business side of things, um, what I found out is that uh, we didn't have like a like a timer <laughs> on anyone. So we didn't have like 10 minutes that everyone can talk or something like that, which made it a very like, I don't know, one-sided or two-sided kind of conversation where somebody like took the two hours and uh, we just helped him. Um, and then like we tried to make it a rotation, uh, but it didn't last, it didn't survive uh, uh, no more than a couple of times. So I wonder if you have uh, any advice on how to keep it uh, <laughs> longer for longer periods of time. Yeah, absolutely. We That's a very common problem, actually. Uh, I've seen that in groups I've been a part of and heard the same exact thing you just said from other people that were in groups previously and struggle with staying on pace or staying on track. And I think that's the, the the biggest thing that people don't remember or forget really fast or really quickly is that, hey, you have a set amount of time here um, you know, whether it's an hour at a time every two weeks or whatever it is, and you need to try and make sure that you get the most value out of that time and come into that meeting prepared. Uh, I've seen a lot of people come to the meetings and just try to on the fly, you know, in their mastermind group, come up with what they want to talk about, or, you know, just kind of go down, go on this tangent. Um, you know, there are going to be times where maybe someone does need a little bit more time, you know, and you're going to have that time too, right? And you kind of rotate around that. But it is up to the other people in the mastermind group to kind of keep that person 
you know, I, I want to say in check, but keep the meeting moving forward. And, and so what we do is we actually, uh, each one of my mastermind groups has a set of questions, right? And we, man, we set a timer on, on those questions as well. And we say, Hey, you have uh, 10 minutes to talk about, you know, how your accountability goal went la- last time, um, whether you met it or not, why or why not. And then, and then we get into, okay, what are you currently working on and a problem you need help with that you might get 15 minutes on. And so it's, it's really the, you know, you're, unless you have one person that you, which you can do, you can do one of two things. You can de- dedicate one person as like the, the leader of the mastermind group or the moderator, you can call it right. That is responsible for that. Like that, they're good at that. They're good at keeping people moving forward. They're, you know, instead of letting someone randomly, they'll cut them off, you know, cause mastermind groups are supposed to be brutally, brutally honest, right? Like, Hey, like you, you keep kind of going around the question here. Let's get to the point, keep digging into them, but it's really everybody's responsibility. I like groups where everybody's kind of the moderator and everybody, you know, you're not just there when it's your turn to like uh, be in what we call the hot seat. Like you just mentioned where you're the one talking about maybe the problem you're dealing with. You're also, you know, it's all about participation. So even when you're the one give, even when you're not in the hot seat, you're, you're, it's your responsibility to kind of uh, help make sure the group is moving forward and help ask the right questions. So, so yeah, usually a lot of that is because of rambling or trying to beat around the bush. So I do a really good job at trying to make sure the meeting is moving forward, the right questions or being answered or just being, Hey, we ha- you have five minutes left. You know, let's, what can we get accomplished here uh, before we run out of time? Cause we do need to get to someone else or at least everybody um, talks and says, Hey, uh, let's go ahead and let's skip my mastermind group this week or my, my hot seat. I don't need to talk this meeting. I'm okay with, uh, you know, giving more time to whoever may need it because I realize they need it. Um, but it's either, either you got to dedicate one person to it or the other, everyone else in the meeting has to be aware that they are all active participants and need to help keep the meeting moving forward. Now, I'm getting this concept here about, you know, like leasing things and how to like some of the overall organization, but I'm just still curious, like rubber meets the road. What are like some examples of things you would like when you started talking about this and yeah, so was it you Chuck that asked if you'd ever done this to talk about good. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I originally said no, but of course I would say that's definitely not true. There's definitely been parts times in the past, but it's been at work and it's these organic conversations where you might chat for 10 to 45 minutes with a coworker about a very specific code topic that isn't about like, Hey, how are we going to solve this one problem in code, but more like something bigger, right? Or not a hundred percent directly applicable to, to the job. So that, for me, I guess that probably closely fits, but I'm still curious to hear in these groups that have happened, rubber meets the road. What are examples of like, all right, we sat down and here's what we talked about. And we talked about this for this length of time and the whole group, or we talked about it for the whole length of time, the whole group and how long was the group? I'm still curious to hear experiences of that. Yeah, sure. So what we actually do is I actually have a, a document that I create for every meeting. And before the meeting, uh, I'll just give you one example of a mastermind group I'm in. It's with two other software engineers that are also, uh, you know, kind of involved in startups. And we're all kind of working together on building our own products, right? So every meeting, uh, this one, we do a, a, what's called like a round robin style. So we meet for an hour and we all three of us or sorry, we meet for, you know, we meet for an hour and all three of us get about 20 minutes um, to be on uh, a rotating round robin hot seat. During that time, um, we open up the conversation talking about our biggest win for the week. Whoever's on the hot seat goes first. And um, so, for example, um, my biggest business win, uh, with, you know, with Mastermind Hunt, um, I sold uh, our first uh, subscription to a user um, for $60 a year organically without any, you know, affiliate or anything. Like that was a win maybe that happened, uh, for example. I, actually, I talked about previously in a Mastermind I was in. Um, and then we'll move on and we'll, and the next question will be, did you hit your accountability goal last week? Uh, whatever it may have been, because every meeting you want to walk away uh, with some kind of takeaway task, right? 
that you're going to hit by the following week. And we like to use the concept of, you know, SMART goals. You may have heard that acronym before. I, I can't even remember. SMART, measurable, achievable. Uh, I can't remember what the R, <laughs> R is. Probably like realistic and then time-bound goals. So you say, I'm going to do X by X and here's how I'm going to do it. So for example, with Mastermind Hunt, like I, actually, that's a great example because as I was building that product, I actually, you know, I was talking to this, this software engineering startup uh, mastermind about it. And every two weeks we would meet. And so when I came in the meeting, you know, whatever the next piece I was working on, let me think of an example right here. So for instance, like billing, setting up subscriptions and billing customers uh, in, within Mastermind Hunt directly. So I would come in and say, um, hey, I'm working on this billing feature. I need to integrate with Stripe. You know, I was using React. Actually, believe it or not, this is my first React app. I used Mastermind Hunt as a test to to, to learn React, and so I was new to that. And some people in the in the in the uh, Mastermind actually had experience using React in the past. Whatever my last accountability goal, I'd maybe talk through why I did or didn't meet that if I didn't get a certain piece of code done, right? And then I would uh, problem I need help with. Hey, I'm uh, looking to integrate with React, uh, or sorry, integrate Re- React with Stripe. I see there's a few libraries out here, like, you know, using Stripe Elements or um, there's the uh, the Stripe Checkout Cart. Um, I forget what the name of that one was. I didn't use it, right? Because I got recommendation from them. Hey, I used that in the past. Um, you should definitely use the React Elements, Stripe Elements uh, library. And here's the link to GitHub. And, you know, boom. And uh, here's an example, by the way, that they were able to send me a code snippet. And I said, awesome. All right, by the next time I get in this in uh, in the mastermind group, I'm going to have this all written out. I'm going to have the checkout piece working, that billing working, and I'm going to have coupon codes set up for affiliates. Like that was my goal that I met by, I set by the next time I was on the, ma- in, the, in, the in the hot seat. So I, I not only got advice from others on, you know, how to kind of uh, take a shortcut to be able to implement this feature uh, quickly. I also was able to kind of quickly figure out the, the next piece that I need to work on within two weeks, right? It's not this big, you know, rock that I'm trying to hit you know, by the end of the year, you know, we know what those are, but it's really what's the small task or the, that you really think is achievable uh, in the next, by the next time we meet. So it's like a stand-up meeting. <laughs> you're, thinking, you're thinking like a scrum, like kind of agile yeah. stand-up meeting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean. It, it, it has some elements to that, to be sure. Uh, one other example that I have of this, um, a, a bunch of us in the Ruby community uh, got together and studied structure and interpretation of computer programs by Abelson. It's an MIT book. It's a rather old book. So uh, the the book has exercises in it, and we would hold each other accountable to the exercises. And some of them were kind of hard. I think it's actually built around scheme is is the language in the book, which is a Lisp variant. And uh, yeah, so we just worked for 13 weeks, worked through the book. So everybody knew what the rotation was for the hot seat. And essentially what you would do is you would come in and you would present your solution to the exercises and then you would explain you know things and ask your questions and everyone would give you feedback and help you learn and so there was a structured way forward you could also do this with like free code camp or plural site videos or just get together and have people checking in on you to make sure that you're you know kind of like what sean was talking about where it's like look i'm going to build these features into my side project and I'm going to go learn about this new way to test React applications or Angular applications. Or I'm going to go learn about this other feature in Vue. And you can level up that way together, even if you're not necessarily working on the same things. 
Yeah. And you're like, you know, you wouldn't necessarily want your manager or a project manager, you know, or someone else in that kind of meeting, right? Like if we think of the whole daily standups, this is like for you to find others, maybe on a similar level or maybe a little above or a little below you to kind of get together and just work through problems and, you know, pass stuff on each other on a regular basis. Uh, Chuck mentioned mentors, right? Um, you know, I've done one-on-one mentors and gotten so much value out of that where here it could be a whole group of mentors and you all kind of bring different skills to the table because, you know, there's something you can maybe give your mentor and they can give you. Um, it's, you know, you don't want to find someone way up in, in, you know, far away from you that you can't even give back to them. I mean, that'd be great if you could have them, but, uh, you know, it's finding people with a similar level of skills, maybe a little above and a little below and just kind of working and talking through things on a regular basis um, to, to kind of just help each other move forward. So I have a question about like a zoom out question about um, the benefits uh, of because you need to get someone into the state or convince people that you know they, it's worth it to you know invest their time uh, to, to you know to go or to join a, a mastermind group. So what is the problem that, in a higher, higher level, so we talked about like specific examples, but in a higher level that a mastermind group can solve and that it will be worth it for people who are more maybe, I don't know, shy or don't want or want to solve stuff on their own or, you know, uh, what will make them go from that state into the state of, yeah, I, I can see the benefits in a mastermind group where I go every week and, you know... It, does it make sense what I just asked? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, it does. Yeah. So the the cool thing about the reason actually why we did Mastermind Hunt was because it was it was kind of weird. Like, how do I find a mastermind group? How do I start one? Again, I met my co-host locally here in uh, Hampton Roads area in Virginia Beach. And through that, you know, I had, I had, you know, I got introduced in person, right? But yeah, we, uh, the benefit I saw, and especially when I started getting into the personal finance world and started doing stuff, you know, with my podcast, is there was all these other people out there that already had been doing great things that I wanted to network with and I wanted to learn from. And I, and it clicked with me when I went to a conference, uh, uh, FinCon again, uh, last year. And I left the conference and I was like, how do I talk to all these awesome people that I met on a regular basis? And like, how do I partner with them? Like, it's always hard to kind of just, hey, I'm just not just going to, you can't just really email someone. Hey, I have this idea. What do you think? Let's work on it together. You kind of have to build a relationship with them, right? And that's where I saw the value in mastermind groups helping as a networking tool as well. And I, I actually walked away from that conference and I, um, I got 12 other people um, that were like online idols, honestly, like people like, uh, you know, that I had, <laughs> I had, uh, been following online in the personal finance space for a long time. And I was able to say, Hey, uh, I'm thinking about starting a mastermind group online virtually. Right. So there's, you don't have to be in person and we could just get together every two weeks and we could work on, and we can talk through whatever your next step is in your online business. And I was, you know, it was great. I got them. I got all these people that I didn't even think I could get. Um, and just because I asked and they were excited about the idea, they thought it'd be cool just to have people to bounce ideas off of because they didn't have it and no one to really do that with on a regular basis. They wanted to build this personal relationship. So then out of that came all kinds of opportunities, right? So for instance, now we, we cross promote a lot of our content together. Um, you know, maybe there's an introduction to some other online uh, person I want to meet or entrepreneur or someone in the personal finance space, or I want to get on a podcast 
for instance. Now I know I have a connection that can introduce me. The other mastermind I talked about, the one I'm in with Southern Software Engineers. So recently, we had a $30,000 training gig come out of that that one, someone in that group got because of knowing one of us in the mastermind group. No, that wouldn't have happened otherwise. And we also got one person in that group a six-figure job that needed needed something because uh, the, you know money wasn't working out at that time. Yeah, I, I'm going to throw a few other things out. Just uh, I just sent an email this morning to the main list for DevChat.TV. And I basically asked people what their problems were. And you have to realize that about half of our audience is new-ish and the other half is extremely experienced. And most of the questions I got back were from people who were extremely experienced. So one was basically, uh, I go to work and things are, are nice and neatly organized, blah, blah, blah. But when I get into books and guided tutorials, I start getting overwhelmed. Now, that's not a new person problem. That's just a, um, you know, a learning style problem. Uh, another one was, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years and I'm bored. And so I want to learn how do I go freelance? Another one that I got was I'm trying to transition from being a front end developer to a back end developer. You know, how do I do that in a way that will help me get a job? And so these, these don't have to be challenges that are necessarily at the beginner level. And they don't even have to necessarily, these are all career examples, but you know, you could have a mastermind group where you get together and you go learn all the new features of the new ECMAScript standard. Or, you know, and so you just work through one every week or have somebody, you know, ask their question about whatever and everybody kind of uh, researches and then you come back. Or, you know, there, there are a lot of ideas and it just depends on what you want to learn, what area you want to level up on. And I think that takes a little bit of knowing where you want to end up. But having other people there to kind of bounce ideas off of and, and push on your, your, your thought process around things is really, really helpful when you're doing that. And so the problems tend to be a little bit more personal and complex when you're more advanced, but they're still there. You still have problems that you're trying to solve, a place you're trying to get to. Okay, so now I have this idea and I want to create a mastermind group. How do I do that? Is there a structure is there a certain way I should do it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So typically the way I've kind of learned over the years of just trying to put them together myself. So you, you find your members, right? You figure out who you want to be in the mastermind group. You can designate a leader if you want to, like one person that's kind of going to, you know, just be the one that, that asks the questions every meeting or that keeps the meeting rolling. Or you can make it kind of rotating and say, hey, everybody's, everybody's a moderator one week. Every, we, we rotate every week who's going to be responsible for keeping the meeting going, just kind of making that participation shared again. And then, you, and then you kind of decide on a format. Well, first of all, schedule, right? So how often do we want to meet? Maybe it's every other week, which I find works really well. Maybe an hour at a time, half an hour, depends on how many people you have in the group. Again, I've seen, you know, most typically you'll see mastermind groups around four to five people. It works pretty good. I'm in one right now that's three people. That's kind of like really niche, like, you know, like we have a very specific niche that we work in and, uh, you know, there's not a lot of diversity. And then I have one that's actually 12 people. And that's that personal finance content creator one I was talking about because we have that one is a mixture between podcasters, bloggers, YouTubers. Um, you know, we, we have, a, we like the diversity. And uh, so we kept that one pretty big. And then you have to decide on a format. Okay, so we have this block of space. How are we going to use it? The one where I have three people in, what we do is we have, uh, each one of us is on what we call the hot seat that every meeting. So every meeting, we each get 20 minutes uh, to go around and answer a few questions. Those questions we, we came up with when we first started forming our mastermind group. Like what are, what are the key things we want to ask each other every time we're on the hot seat? 
you know, they can be whatever you want. Typically what they'll be is, this is the ones that I find work really well, is first of all, uh, share something, share a tool, a technique, a book, anything, you know, start off sharing something with everybody while you're on the hot seat, something cool that you, you think you want, uh, everybody could get some use out of. And then after that, did you hit your accountability goal from our last meeting? Did you know, how did it go? What happened? Why did you not hit it if you didn't? And then usually the next meeting is, or the next question is, what are you currently working on and what's a problem you need help with? Right. And so from that point, and sometimes the, you know, did you hit your accountability goal is going to lead into that. But if not, this is like the key question of, uh, that I ask in my meetings, because does what you're currently working on even align with your goals for the year and the problem you're dealing with? Why is that, you know, occurring? And we really want to find out, you know, why, why it's happening, dig in deeper, ask some brutally honest questions, be, be real hard about it. And then the last question, when we leave, after we kind of all talk through it is uh, setting, you know, what is your new accountability goal? By the next time we get together, what are you going to have done based on all the things we discovered today? Um, so that's the format, right? And then you have to decide on how are we going to meet some kind of technology. Um, you can use like, you know, Google, Google Hangouts, Skype, uh, Zoom. What are we going to, are we going to set up, are we going to um, record all these questions and answers in a Google, a Google Drive, you know, a document? You know, how are we going to, how are we going to uh, maybe talk to each other outside of when we actually meet for a particular time? Are we going to use Slack or some other type of chat communication program? And so what I found was, there's def- many different ways to do this. I've even seen like email check-ins as a, as a mastermind group. Like let's just every two weeks talk about where we are in email and then start a thread. <laughs> Pretty crazy, right? Uh, I've seen Facebook mastermind groups. So just create a private Facebook group and go that way. There's lots of different ways you can set it up. And, it, and the biggest problem I saw was it's really hard to kind of get started, right? Like it's just hard for people to find groups out there or to create groups or to put all the technology and pieces together to actually keep them running. And that's when I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to try to make this easier. And that's when we built Mastermind Hunt as a place where you could go and you could find mastermind groups that are out there that need people or looking for people. Or you could create a new mastermind group if you don't see one where you could just leave it out there and wait for people to join. And then uh, it has it kind of built in like all the things I talked about, right? So being able to set a schedule, uh, being able to go into a chat and talk on a regular basis outside of the meetings, being able to actually join your video call uh, straight from the, the application when the time and when the, the call starts. And then uh, also set accountability goals. You can record all your accountability goals. So every week when you get back together, you'll know if you hit those goals or not and when they're due by. And <laughs> it's pretty funny, actually, if you don't hit your accountability goal, the program will actually send a chat to your whole group saying, oh, you did not hit your accountability goals. So you get all kinds of fun questions to answer. Yeah. And as far as getting people in, I mean, I've uh, gotten a bunch of people that I worked with together for lunch once a week. Right. So we just went to a restaurant and just did it there. I've gone to conferences and met people. I've met people online and then just said, Hey, are you interested in doing a call? So if you, if you have kind of an idea of what you want your mastermind group to cover or to achieve, then it gets pretty easy to, to go out and find other people who are interested in the same thing. And then just be like, Hey, look, you know, let's all get together and talk for an hour and we'll, you know, we'll make sure that we're moving ahead. Is your job search stuck? Maybe you're not getting any interviews with employers, or maybe you are, but no job offers. Or you may be new and not even know where to start. This is Charles Maxwood, and I'm releasing a new course and ebook on how to find a job as a software developer. The course walks you through the process of finding the types of companies you want to work for, getting their attention, and putting your best foot forward as the candidate they want. I've coached dozens of developers in looking for jobs and have been able to help several people find jobs within two weeks to two months. 
So whether you're new to development, can't find a great job that fits what you want, or are looking for remote work from an area without a strong tech community, I can help. Go to getacoderjob.com and sign up today. Lucas, you said you had some experience with something very similar. Do you, you want to talk about that? Yeah, of course. So in my company that work now, ZocDoc, we have some guilds that I believe they started based on those uh, Spotify talks that everybody were listening to at some point in the... Uh, everybody, I haven't heard those. <laughs> in the development moment, there was a moment where people were liking a lot. Those videos can send them to you all. So it's like basically a... While you have a bunch of teams that have like front-end people, back-end people, uh, design people uh, working on different teams... You would have the guilds, which is like where everybody who works with front end would meet. Does it make sense? So like it's every week or, or every other week, everybody that's working like on the same technology or same domain would meet uh, people from different teams in these guilds. And the way we do our guilds today at ZocDoc, we do a little bit of that. We put some accountability. So every time uh, we meet someone from front end and they have like an interesting challenge that either they solved or they want to solve or something they want to show we're like okay so uh present it in the in the guild so now you have like 50 minutes uh in the guild you need to 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 do something and people the fact that there's a day there's a date there's an hour and people will be there to 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 watch you it's really interesting because it creates the, the, the uh, it helps a lot with the motivation to, for people to actually go and, and research what, whatever they're going to present to. So I, I find that this uh, accountability and stuff and, and putting all these checkpoints, I find that it helps a lot. Like people who are going to the, to the guild a lot, they, they grow really quickly in their, in their domain. In our, in our case, it's front end, right? So it's interesting to see like one initiative that is aiming to do that outside the company, like for people in more uh, different domains. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, it's funny. I haven't heard the term guild like that used uh, outside of World of Warcraft, but <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Leroy <laughs> Jake. Oh, sorry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but no, yeah, perfect. Perfect example right there. Um, and, and it sounds very similar, exactly. And yeah, so now, yeah, if you can expand that, right? Yeah, to outside of just your domain or your company and you get to talk with other people in the same industry as you that are dealing with similar types of problems, right? And, uh, you know, how are you getting through those together? What challenges are you working on? You know, let's let's do something, try to do something cool together, whatever it may be. But yeah, I think yeah, I think it's it's very similar. How big are those guilds, if you don't mind me asking? So our front-end guild now, it's about 20 people. Okay, yeah. But but every guild, only there are only like four presentations. So not, not everybody present in every guild. Gotcha. Yes. But it, it's interesting because... Uh, one thing that 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 I think these these meetings create is almost like uh, hacking the fact that we are human beings, <laughs> which we uh, when we are in groups, it seems that we work better. It seems that when we see people trying to do things that are similar to what we're doing, we are more engaged. We get motivation, accountability from other people. It's much more powerful than accountability for yourself. Like if I am looking at a to-do list in one week, 
I don't feel as motivated as if other people I look at my to-do list in a week. So it's really interesting. Yeah. And it's like supposed to be a positive atmosphere too, right? Like it's, you know, if you didn't hit your accountability goal, it's not going to be, you know, bashing you. Oh, you know, like you, you don't have to be like scared that you didn't hit it. It's, <laughs> It's people that are going, you know, we want to recognize success, you know, motivate you, encourage you, you know, you know, just celebrate your wins together. And if you didn't get through something, let's, let's figure it out as a team. Why you didn't get through it? Like you just said, let's put all of our brains together and figure out what's going on here. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because yeah, this is an important part. It's not about bashing, right? It's like, if, if you don't hit something, bring it also to the table and everybody is like, okay, so. What did not work and how can we do better next time? Like, uh, because uh, for it didn't work for some reason for you, this is also a learning experience for everybody. Like the same reason that it did not work well for you would, will not work well for other person. So let's all try to solve this together. Yeah, and it was mentioned earlier, like how someone was, you know, what, what about shy people or people that, you know, aren't willing to put themselves out there, right? I mean, so this, hopefully, you know, if you can build a comfort zone, first of all, when you're talking to people on a regular basis, maybe, you know, build the account or mastermind groups, guilds, whatever, maybe are all about trust. Like it will go nowhere if you don't have an area of trust. And we use this concept called a friend DA, right? <laughs> so basically, you know, whatever we talk about in the mastermind is considered private. You know, we don't talk about it to other people. We don't, we don't share this kind of stuff. So, you know, it can get very personal. We could talk about, you know, business plans or, um, things that we're struggling with that we don't want other people to know about, right? So we build this relationship with people that we feel, then we can start to open up with. It's a way to kind of tackle that shyness and hit it straight on, you know, to kind of be able to come out of your shell. I have I have personally seen that, you know, many introverts within my mastermind group. You know, at first, maybe they didn't say a lot. And now they're they're speaking much more and they're more comfortable with us. And, you know, they provide some awesome ideas. Even if it's just them in the chat, giving, you know, typing out their ideas, maybe not verbally saying some things sometimes. But it has, it has definitely helped people reach outside their comfort zone. And you see that even with like Twitch, right? Like people that are scared to program online or scared to put their work out on GitHub. As soon as they start doing it, they start recognizing how much the community is the same as them <laughs> and dealing with the same problems and same fears and you know, getting encouragement and finding ways to work through problems together instead of people just bashing. I mean, you're going to have trolls everywhere, right? But, <laughs> but you know, just, you just got just to gotta cut that stuff out. It's the internet. Yeah. When we did it, you know, I talked about group of coworkers going out to lunch and stuff. We called it a brown bag lunch. And it was, these are the things we want to learn. And so everybody kind of picked one. We decided again, what the rotation would be. And about half the time, somebody would come in and basically say, okay, we decided we wanted to learn about this, blah, blah, blah. Here's what we learned. And then the next sentence would basically be, and here's where I have built this into the app, you know, the product that we work on together. And so, you know, a lot of times there there would be real world examples where people could actually go back and say, oh, this is where I'm seeing this now. Yep, exactly. Uh, One other thing, and and we talked a little bit about this. I've also been in mastermind groups that turned into basically a big chat fest. So we'd all go meet for lunch and then we would leave two hours later, not having held anyone accountable to anything or having learned anything because we all just talked about Pokemon or something. So uh, how do you keep people on task? Pokemon is awesome. It's true, but two hours kind of waste of time. (laughs) Exactly. How do you, how do you like format and manage these accountability goals? Is it just like, are they kept in a place? Are they written down? Do people write them down? Is there a commonplace? You can see other people's. Is it up to them to report back? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we, within the mastermind hunt app directly, you can add your accountability goals. After every meeting, you add it there. People will see your accountability goal. Everybody knows what it is and the date that you said you're going to have it done by. And so if you don't hit it, you get a nice little chat message that pops up (laughs) that everybody sees, Hey, this person didn't complete their accountability goal by this date. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, actually, one of my, uh, so not my co-founder, Eric, one of his mastermind groups, if you don't hit your accountability goal, you have to make a contribution, a donation to the political party that you are not, that you don't like. <laughs> so, so yeah, if you don't hit your accountability goal, then you're, you're, uh, you're endorsing someone that you're probably not too happy about. So that, you know, it's just a, like a small little consequence of not hitting your accountability goal. You can do fun things like that. Um, as, and, uh, in another group I'm in, we just, yeah, we record everything in a Google doc. Um, uh, so every meeting we create a new document and we list all of our questions, all our answers, our accountability goals. So every meeting we go back to the previous document and see what they were and talk through if we achieved them or not. So yes, they are recorded. They should be, everybody should know what they are. Everybody should be checking in on how, how it's going. Um, and you'll start to, you'll start to see people make better goals, right? If they're not hitting them. Um, if you haven't hit your accountability goal, you know, two, two meetings in a row, that's already a sign that maybe got the wrong goal or your priorities aren't right. Let's talk through that and, and get a better goal going. I needed to shave my head one time. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a, that would be one that would give you a lot of pressure. So you can do things like that, right? Like, I mean, make bets and stuff, um, make it fun. Um, to your question, Chuck, I knew you mentioned about how, you know, make it productive. I'm really kind of like big on this one because I don't care how big or small you are. Everybody's time is just as precious. Right. And so when we're in that meeting for that time, this meeting is about whatever the topic of your, you know, whatever, you, whether it's e-commerce, you know, uh, developers, that's all you're talking about in that meeting, not talking about Pokemon. Um, uh, I, the online personal finance content creator one that I talked about. Like, I'm, I have people in there that, again, that were like online idols to me and I, I, I completely want to respect their time. So I make, that's why I think it's important to kind of come into the meeting knowing what you're going to talk about. If you're on the hot seat, you have to come in and already kind of know your answers to these questions and you get right to them. You're not spending time thinking through them and talking through them like on the fly. And then it's up to everybody else, everybody else to also make sure that they're not, you know, going off on a tangent or letting the person on the hot seat go on a tangent. That happens. I've seen people come in and talk about, you know, personal wins, um, whether they've achieved, you know, some kind of weight gain loss or something, which is cool. That's great. But that's not what we're here for today. Um, as soon as the meeting's over, then we can talk about that kind of stuff. But in respect of everybody's time, let's talk about the, the task at hand here. And you'll find, I mean, you still develop a, a fun, you can make this, you know, this is a very fun environment. I don't want to sound like it's strict or nothing, but, um, but, you know, if I'm asking the questions, I'm saying, all right, let's get back, you know, let's not get off the tangent, let's move forward. We got to respect everybody's time here. Or you'll just start to see that people are just going to start leaving. They won't come back. If, 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 you, if you don't want to go to back to a meeting, if you haven't gone back to a mastermind group, let's say you miss a meeting and then you miss the next one, it's obviously not value, valuable to you, right? I don't care what you think. You know, you need to leave the meeting yourself if you, ha- if you fi- don't find the desire to keep going back. And the other way around too, if you see some people not attending a meeting, you know, more than two times in a row, then you need to have a talk with them say, hey, you know, would you, you know, would you be consider, consider leaving? Maybe we can get someone else in here and maybe you're not getting the value out of it that you thought you would or you're not, you know, giving the value back, whatever it may be. You want to have active participants that respect everybody's time and are here for the specific, you know, goal of this mastermind group. And then every meeting, though, after the, at the end of the meeting, I'm always BSing with everybody else. And, you know, we'll go out for beers and do things outside of uh, what we're just there for in, in, their, in our mastermind session. 
So, so I have a question regarding to this topic, okay, specifically. So it's a hard uh, kind of topic to, to talk about, but what happens if you meet a group of people, let's say in a, in a conference, okay? You don't really know them that well. And only after you start the meetings, then you realize that, let's say, one of them um, is a psycho killer. No, is is like uh, you know uh, someone who just uh, don't uh, doesn't uh, respect the time or something like that. Something bad. I'm trying to like you know just give an example, like taking too much time or something like that. What do you do? You know, how do you get around that, or how do you solve that? Did you uh, 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 did it ever happen to you, yeah. or how did you do yeah. it? Yeah, it actually has happened. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had people in our group that we never hitting our accountability goal. I had one particular individual that you know, kept coming back and being around the bush every time, didn't really do any prep for the meetings, still showed up, but <laughs> never, you know, just never really put any of our advice to to action. And so I guess, you know, I didn't wanna we didn't want to have like a we didn't want to put the person on the spot during a whole meeting. So the person that had the best relationship with that individual or whoever maybe invited them to the group, uh, we asked that person to reach out and say, and just, you know, let them know our concerns and or just to say, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe you're not ready for the group right now. Um, whatever you're dealing with, maybe, you know, go ahead and deal with that. And when you're ready, you let us know and we'll, we'll see if we can get you back in. Um, but I, I think the one-on-one, you know, with someone just kind of saying, Hey, you know, do you think, you know, we don't, we don't want to necessarily just say, Hey, you're kicked out. Uh, we want to ask them to be okay and kind of leave. But if we have to, we will, <laughs> you know, if, if you ultimately have to, you can, you can kick someone out if you need to. Um, I've never had to do that personally. So hopefully you won't. And then, you know, cause you want someone else that's going to be in, in their spot. Like if you can't really add just more people, maybe you can only really get through three, four people every meeting, then you want someone else to be able to come in and take their spot and uh, give value um, outside of just, you know, someone that could be you know, just killing everybody's time. So I've, I've been through some of this and I, I just want to chime in. Uh, one is, um, so mastermind groups, you kind of set an ongoing meeting schedule unless you, you plan to sunset it. Um, but in a lot of those cases, I, I haven't been in any mastermind groups that have been permanent. Um, I'm currently in one. And um, in fact, you can go listen to it. It's at entrepreneurs.com. And, and we're a lot more free farm form than what Sean talked about with the structure. So, you know, um, you, you can kind of do it however it works for your group. But anyway, uh, the point that I was getting to is that uh, some of the groups have just changed. And so, you know, you wind up talking to people and instead of having the conversation, we need you to leave, it's, hey, look, the group's changed or some of us have changed. And so we're going to split from the main group and we're going to go do our own thing. Um, you know, so sometimes it's, you know, you form the group and you have one bad apple right off the bat. And in that case, you know, like Sean said, you, you got to figure out how to make that work so that you can, you know, move them out, and move somebody else in. But a lot of times this happens to ongoing groups that are being, that have been going for a long time. And in those situations, you just need to sit down and make sure everybody's clear on what you're still trying to accomplish with the group and make sure that works for everybody. And a lot of times people will opt out if you wind up wanting to go in a different direction or if that's just not what they need anymore. Um, yeah. And if, if the groups change to where you're not getting what you need out of it, then feel free to go find another group. Just make sure that you're communicating clearly what you need and make sure that, you know, the, the rest of the group hasn't moved there with you. 
Exactly. Yeah. You don't, you know, you don't have to, if you need to leave a mastermind, it doesn't have to die, right? If one person leaves or one person gets kicked out, it can still go on. A nice thing, if you, if you know, you're, you know, you're not getting the value out of it, uh, you can leave at any point. You're not obligated at all. It's a volunteer thing. And maybe, but the cool thing to do, maybe you have someone else that you can recommend on your way out, right? Like maybe there's someone that, you know, it would, it would be a great fit for that mastermind group going forward. Maybe you have achieved all the things to the point that you're happy with and you're not getting the value anymore because the rest of the group has either stayed down or maybe it's just not relevant anymore. One of the things in mastermind hunt we do is you, there's a leave button right there. You hit any, any point and you can leave any mastermind you're within. It's, you know, it doesn't matter. Another thing we do is when you get people, when people want to join your group, we have a, we have an approval process, right? <laughs> you don't just want anyone hopping in. So uh, they have to provide an introduction and background about them. So you get to know them a little bit before deciding on, yeah, I'd like them to hop in the call. And maybe you set up a, a one-on-one call or something and just talk about your group before you fully kind of let them in and invite them uh, to the ongoing meeting. And if, if, One other thing I just want to add real quick. If everybody agrees to the rules and structure of the group, then it also makes it really easy to come to somebody and say, hey, look, you agreed to this. It's a problem. We need to fix it. Anyway, uh, go ahead, Lucas. Uh, yeah, yeah. One uh, experience that that I, I had uh, two times that was interesting is not it's not regarding like one person that really needs to leave, but sometimes you see that uh, the preparation overall starts to go to, to 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 get worse with time. Like the the whole preparation of every of every every presentation they give, like every in our case, right? Every the quality of the of the guild uh, goes down from time to time you can see that the happening and what 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 I did uh, two times that, that was really interesting the effects was like I got I I got it like to myself to 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 like raise the bar again I said I I'm going to put my name next week I'm going to present and I'm going to make like the best 15 minutes I can make, you know, like I'm going to give like a, a really good presentation. So uh, somehow when you, you go to, 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 to this meeting and there is like a really good one, uh, you raise the bar. There's no way that like next time, the, 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 the next week, people will, uh, will put a little bit more, uh, will put a little bit more effort in their presentation, in their preparation. So this is like a, a subtle way way of of doing things, and for for, for me it, it was, was like amazing. I I because being more prepared for something is only is only good for me, even if it's not for for the group. So uh, I did this twice, and the group got better. Like on the next week, next time I talked to someone and I said, "Oh, do, do you want to talk about it in the guild?" They like understood that. Oh, like the bar is 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 a little bit higher like i'm i'm going to do a good presentation too and i felt that the, the the level of the whole the whole presentation went up by just like an individual uh contribution like a little more effort on your individual contribution so i think that this works most of the time sometimes we have like people that just need to leave it's difficult to deal with those situations but i think most of the time is more about people looking around and see that the other people are not as committed as you thought they were and then you get a little bit less committed too and then the quality goes down. So these these moments, I go there and I just like raise the bar again. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, and 
way we've seen that, uh, you know, we have, we use templates, right? So uh, we have you know, a template document. And uh, so it's, it's really, we make it as easy as possible for <laughs> whoever's on our hot seat to just kind of come in and hey, just answer these questions beforehand, make it, you know, and uh, yeah, you'll see people that really go to town on that, right? <laughs> and they, they go crazy with the, all the all the stuff they enter in there. And some people that just add a few words. Um, and it's kind of hard because it, it's, it's, you know, on one side, it's like, okay, maybe you're just really good at talking <laughs> and you only need a few points and you're, you know, you're just really good presenting or doing live things and sharing. Or on the other side, you put way too much stuff in this document and we're never going to get through it <laughs> at the same time. Um, so, but yeah, the quality, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. I mean, the quality, the people you have in your group, you know, uh, you know, this is a good one too, right? Like uh, whoever starts the meeting, you know, whoever kicks it off, you know, just, it's all that initial attitude can set the, set the tone for the whole meeting, you know? Um, so coming in excited, positive, you know, that's why I like doing like the wins and the, and the sharing something in the beginning of a meeting, it just kind of gets people engaged, people excited. And then, you know, uh, I don't know, I guess they're, they're feeling like, you know, they're ready to go by that time. I'm, I'm wondering how you actually tackle, let's say someone comes in with their goals, like day in and day or every single regularly scheduled week, and they are not hitting those goals. So they're, they're, they're kind of moving towards the goalpost, but they're not hitting the exact goals that they want. So, so there's a lot of frustration um, in these meetings, let's say, like, how do you keep people like that engaged because they are still working towards the goal. They still have like the idea of wanting to be successful, but they're not necessarily like, they might not be as successful as they want to be. So how would you keep people like that as engaged without them just completely leaving the group? Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, so I guess, uh, well, for, obviously the, the first thing I think of is yeah, they're just making too big of goals. So they just need to be better at breaking them down into smaller tasks, um, right. maybe more smaller tasks. So they still feel like, oh yeah, look, I knocked out these three small ones instead of not hitting this big, huge one that I keep setting myself up for failure for. And that's kind of where I come back to that term, the smart accountability goals, right? You know, something that's smart, measurable, achievable. That's the big thing, you know, make something that's achievable um, by the next time you get back. And it's really up to the responsibility of all the other members in the group to say is to say something if they recognize that like you haven't hit your goal in the past two or three weeks why do you think that is i think you're you're, you're being a little too ambitious or it's something else that's getting in the way the most common thing i see in all my mastermind groups is usually related to organization and scheduling and time blocks and people just don't know how they work like it's a lot of times figuring out what kind of person you are you know like um you know what how do you work best is are you a morning person you know, do you need to make sure that whatever your goal is, that that's the first thing you're looking at every day before moving on to check Facebook, <laughs> you know, or social media? Um, that happens all the time. And so, so a lot of times, uh, a lot of the reasons we see people not hit their goals is, is always related to scheduling. You know, it's just priorities and scheduling. So a lot of, so usually it's just, you know, their priorities are mixed up. They need to kind of revisit and sit down their priorities. Now we have also seen where people don't meet their accountability goals because they're just not, they don't feel the accountability. They're not as motivated from the group maybe anymore. And that has been where we've actually asked someone to leave because we just don't think they were getting the value out of it. You know, they liked being there because it was fun. But at the same time, they were kind of, you know, just being there because it was fun was was kind of, you know, was they were never moving their their business forward. Or And at the same time, we never really felt like they were kind of actively participating in everybody else's hot seat because they, you know, they weren't going through the trials and tribulations everybody else was. So it was very hard for them to, 
to share those with, with everybody else by them constantly not even hitting or trying to meet their accountability goal. That's fair. And on that note, I was just curious, is there, do you have a sense of like, because lots of the times people come in to these kinds of meetings, guilds or mastermind groups with the idea that they want, they have this big idea of changing some part of their life or being successful in one aspect. Um, but then that, that, um, and enthusiasm tapers away with time. It's the same with like when people in New- at New Year's, it's like, I'm going to hit the gym every single day. And then <laughs> by the end of like January, they don't do it anymore. So like, how do you keep um, like members of, of mastermind groups engaged so that they're on track constantly without like that taper off? And like, is there, is, do you see the trend of like a drop off rate in these groups? Yeah. Uh, it, consistency is the big thing there, right? I mean, it's just uh, doing things consistently on a regular basis, making it a habit, you know, part of your routine. That's where I, that's where we see the most success. Even with people, you know, running a podcast or a blog, you know, it's like, at least initially they need to be consistent, consistent, consistent. Uh, but yeah, I do see people veer off because what we do is in, in one of my mastermind groups is at the beginning of every year, we set big rocks. So we say by the end of the year, these are the you know three big things I want to accomplish. And so what we do is we keep those kind of on the, on the forefront, right? We keep the, we know, we, we know what those are. And so as we're going throughout the year and we're setting these small, you know, week to week goals, we're still making sure that they're not veering from that big rock, you know, or if it did, why did it, um, have your goals changed? Um, I mean, it ultimately, it, it comes down a lot of time to really wanting it. Like you're not, you know, if you re- if you want to do something, you have to really want it. Right. And if they're not doing it or if they're not, if they're not making any strides towards that big rock, it's most likely because there's something else they want to do more. Um, they think they want to do something, but until they actually do it, <laughs> they don't really know that they don't want to. And there's something else instead. Um, but yeah, I mean, throughout the year, you know, there's seasons too, right? I mean, it's summer, you know, kids out of school, whatever it may be. We do see times where, um, you know, holidays, for instance, we just had Thanksgiving here <clears throat> recently. So, uh, yeah, we had some people miss some accountability goals. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that kind of stuff's going to happen. You have to kind of, I guess, be forward looking before you set your goals and know, hey, do I have vacation coming up? Things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just making it a fun environment. Um, and when you do get, get in every meeting, make it a place people want to come back with, congratulating people often, you know, keeping it motivating and then uh, being consistent, you know, meeting on a regular basis. Maybe you're not meeting enough. Maybe you're meeting too much. So, uh, I, you mentioned, you know, one group kind of, uh, died off or didn't meet, didn't meet, meet, meet their accountability goals on, on, you know, every time maybe that meet group is meeting too often. Um, because I know even, even like with like a podcast, for example, that I run, it was really cool at first doing everything once a week, every week, but then it just felt like another thing I had to do. <laughs> so I, I became, I, I, I scaled it back a little bit and now it's fun again because I have a little bit more time in between, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it changes, you know, it's, it's, I guess, moving with the tides. Anything else that we should uh, discuss before we go to picks? Just to recap the process, you meet every two weeks and you have a hot seat. And I just didn't, I don't remember if everybody is on the hot seat for the, for the meeting or just like one person uh, at a time, like every meeting. It's a different person. Just that that part, uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I've been kinda... in groups that worked both ways. I've been in groups that everybody got a hot seat every time. Entre programmers kind of operates that way generally. If somebody has something to bring up, it comes up. Um, 
some of the other ones, you know, there were like one or two of us every week when we met. Um, I've been in mastermind groups that met once a month and, and operated that way. So it just, it really, really depends on your group and how you want to structure it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm in a, the three person mastermind group I'm in, we, we do a round Robin every meeting. Each one of us is on the hot seat every two weeks. Uh, the other group, the 12 person mastermind group I'm in, we meet every two weeks as well, but we only put two people on the hot seat for 30 minutes a piece. So I might not be on the hot seat again for two months. Um, mm. So much different. So, and it doesn't have to be two weeks. It can be any, any, you know, you get, I think an initial kind of kickoff meeting is great with people that you want in the group. Hey, let, you know, what schedule works for everybody? How often do we want to meet? Um, if we do that, it, you know, how can we split that time up to make sure to either get everybody off the hot seat every time, or maybe just focus on one person for that full extent of time. You know, it could be just dependent on the niche you're in or what, what the group's about that determines kind of, you know, how often or how long, uh, whoever's in the, in the hot seat needs. Okay, cool. Thanks. All righty. Well, um, before we do picks, uh, Sean, do you want to give out the link for the webinar that we're going to be doing? Um, cause I'm sure some people are going to hear this thing and be like, I have more questions and they'll know where to find us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Chuck. We're excited. Yeah. We're going to be doing a webinar Thursday, January 3rd at 3 p.m. or 2, 2 p.m. Eastern. Oh, I'm already forgetting, yeah. but 2 p.m. Eastern. 2 p.m. Eastern. All right. And the link is mastermindhunt.com slash dev chat. Um, so if you go there, you can register for the webinar. And uh, yeah, we'll have a presentation where we'll kind of walk you through the history and what a mastermind group is. And then we'll show you some examples of you know how we run some mastermind groups, some things that have came out of them and give you a demo as well of the app. So you can kind of see how it will help you find, find a mastermind group, create one if you just want to start one out there and you don't see one you like, um, and also run your mastermind group uh, every time you meet. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and do some picks. Do you run your own freelance business? Or maybe you're thinking about picking up some business on the side. Well, then you need FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the quickest and easiest way to get invoices out to your clients. It's easy to use. It works anywhere, available from any device, uh, on the desktop, iPhone, iPad, Android, and all of your data is backed up and secure. And it makes it really easy to get organized and get paid. You'll be tracking time, logging expenses, and invoicing your clients in no time. You can also save time billing, freeing up several days per month to focus on the work that you love, and you get paid faster. FreshBooks customers are paid on average five days faster because there's a link on the invoice that says pay me now. And it's a great way to grow your business. Plus, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day trial. That's right, 30-day trial if you try them out. So go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Once again, for a 30-day trial, go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Shai, do you want to start us off with picks? Yeah, why not? Uh, so I have one pick. Um, it's a guy uh, called uh, Bob Proctor. Uh, you might know him. He's a very, um, very famous, uh, I don't know, motivational speaker or like, you know, uh, I call it instant psychology speaker. Um, and he's really into the Think and Grow Rich book and uh, every now and then I need a reminder to realign my, my thoughts and, and watch what I'm thinking of and not like, uh, and, and staying positive and not letting negativity, 
uh, kicks in. So every time I need a boost, I just Google Bob Proctor uh, on, on YouTube and just watch anything this guy have, have to say. Uh, it's not like the best, I think, uh, delivery style. It's like a very old school style of teaching, but the content is is amazing. So really recommend him. Awesome. Joe, what are your picks? Okay, so I got three picks today. The first one is a website, Cool Stuff Inc. It's a, it's a mostly board games, although they sell these other related type items like magic cards and stuff, but I really like it for board games. It's oftentimes even better pricing than Amazon, and they have a lot more of like the newer stuff than Amazon does and better reviews and such. So... Um, if you're looking for a place to buy board games online, I can highly recommend Cool Stuff, Inc. My next pick is a board game, of course. Uh, Luxor, I think I picked this in the past, but Luxor is an amazing board game where you basically get to play um, Indiana Jones. You're uh, competing with everybody else to go and find the most things in a like a temple or a pyramid or something like that. And then the final, my final pick is we just launched today this really awesome uh, new initiative at NGConf. And so at NGConf, we have 20-minute talks and we have some longer talks, but mostly it's 20-minute talks. And that does seem short, but when you're a busy person, you want to consume a lot of media, even 20 minutes can be a long time and you're not really sure if it's a talk you want to watch the whole of or what. So NGConf is now producing a thing called NGConf Minified, which is short versions of all of the talks, uh, about four minutes. We cut them down and edit them down to about four minutes um, from what their original 20 minutes was. And you can watch those and find either, maybe you get all the content from the uh, talk from NGConf, which of course these are Angular-related talks, right? Maybe you get all the, enough of the content, you don't want to watch the whole thing. Or in the four minutes, you find out that, yeah, this is a good enough talk. I want to watch the whole thing, or there's more content in here. I want to see all the details. And so that's what we launched that today. It's, um, I was really excited. We had a big live event, and a lot of people have responded very favorably to it. So that's my final pick, NGConf Minified. Nice. Uh, do they get ob- obfuscated when they get minified? <laughs> uglified. We had some comments about uglified and such. It was pretty funny. Nice. Um, I don't need. I don't need the uglification. I, I'm. Ugly. <laughs> uh, Lucas, do you have some picks for us? Uh, hi. Yes, I have. So, I in our life as a, as devs, we're we always uh, are dealing with other people, right? And we're always dealing with feedback to to, to other people be either like through code review or just working with people in the same the same team, uh, you being a leader or not, this is uh, constant in our lives. And one friend of mine, he, uh, we were talking about it and he said like, oh, there's this bestseller book in, in business uh, called Radical Candor that is like a, a, a really good book about feedback. And I'm listening to it right now. It's a, an audio book, and it, it's really, it's really good. It's like uh, illuminating in, in terms of. She talks about um, giving honest feedback, but not being like uh, the importance of being uh, giving honest feedback and ways to deal with that situation that we usually try to avoid because we don't like conflict and how important it is, even like 
we don't like conflict. We don't like to give negative feedback, but she talks about the importance of it. And of course, like a thousands of ways of doing that in a, in a better way than just being blunt and aggressive. So it's a, I, I recommend this book. I'm, I'm in the middle now and it's really good. Awesome. Divya, what are your picks? Cool. Um, so my first pick is related to the Bob Proctor one. Actually, it made me think about, I, I listen to Alan Watts, like a lot of Alan Watts. And he talks, a lot of his talks are about spirituality. And so if you're not like someone who's into that, that's totally fine. Because he also talks about um, the human condition and in terms of like the way that your mind works, which I think is really interesting. And it's just things to think about. Um, and that's a really great one that's completely not software related, but really nice to just like ponder. Um, and then my second is actually something related to what Joe organizes, which is Framework Summit. He mentioned videos that came out for NGConf, but he didn't mention the videos that came out for Framework Summit, which is a conference that he organizes, which is wonderful because it brings all of, similar to what this podcast has done, it brings commun- um, people from different communities across the JavaScript world together to talk about similar things. So componentization, routing, and so on. And that the videos are all up. So you can look at the content for that. And it, it's pretty, really good quality stuff um, if you get the chance to, to see it. And then my other one is about writing. So I've been trying to improve the way that I write. Um, and one of the book that I really like is called Several Short Sentences About Writing. Um, and you can find it online. I keep forgetting the author's name, but it it's nice because it is written in short sentences, but it's snippets and food for thought. So you don't have to read the book cover to cover. Um, you can just read it in pieces and it's something to just, it, it's a way for you to kind of reassess the way that you're writing. And the whole point is that we have grammar structures and sentence structures that were beaten into us when we were in school of how to write a specific way. And this book tries to change that notion of that to be like, there are different ways of writing that can make you more creative and make you more legible or understandable. So those are my picks. Awesome. I I will plus one uh, framework summit. That was, that was a ton of fun. And um, yeah, it was fun to see. I'll plus one that too. I heard it was good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I think the entire uh, panel for views on view, except for John Papa were there or was John there too? No, I don't think he was. Anyway, no, John was not there, but yeah, so we, we all got to hang out. That was a lot of fun too. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw out a couple of picks. Uh, one is, uh, the week after the webinar, I'm going to be in Las Vegas for CES. Um, so if you head over to devchat.tv slash events, um, I should have information up there about uh, where we can meet up one evening and uh, snack some food. I'm still waiting to find out when all the press events are because I get access to those. So it's a little bit up in the air as we record this, but this should come out uh, within the next few days and I should have a better idea. So um, I'm going to shout out about that. And then the other pick that I have is modern freaking medicine. Um, I got an infection over Thanksgiving and was feeling pretty terrible. I couldn't figure out exactly what was going on. Um, went down to the doctor's office uh, Sunday morning because I just couldn't take it anymore. Um, they ran a quick test, uh, prescribed me an antibiotic, and I was on my way. I was out of there in like a half hour and just uh, 
went to the pharmacy and, and things, things are starting to get a little bit better. So yeah, modern medicine. It's amazing. Sean, what are your picks? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I just recently left Austin, Texas after being there two years, um, originally from the, uh, 757 area code area. So shout out to them. <laughs> That's in the Hampton roads, kind of, uh, uh, Virginia beach area. And, so one of the things that uh, I mentioned earlier, I was kind of involved in the user groups and conferences here, and it's cool to still see him going. And uh, Buddy Kevin uh, uh, and a few other great people in this community, like Linda Nichols and Eric and a bunch of awesome other people uh, are still running a conference called Revolution Conf. Uh, it looks like it's going to happen again here in June. Um, their their website is revolutionconf.com. So yeah, I'll go ahead and pick that. I'll just uh, go ahead and give a little... Little uh, little shout out to the local conference. Uh, it actually, it's a regional conference, so it's and it's one of those uh, you know it's just for developers uniting. So uh, we'll have all kinds of stuff there. I know they've had JavaScript, .NET, you know, database stuff. It's it's been all over the board. So it's really cool to see everybody coming in from you know Northern Virginia, uh, North Carolina, wherever it may be. We've had people come from overseas and speak. So yeah, Revolution Comp, check it out. Yeah, a guy I know submitted a talk, so you you should put in a good word for him. I'll, I'll get you <laughs> the name later. Anyway, so Sean, if people want to find you online, where do they go? Yeah, you can uh, so check out my podcast, Two Frugal Dudes. It's me and Kevin Griffin. Um, it's one that started out of the community. So me and him, uh, after running some user groups, we would go have pie after, pie and bacon, for those who know us. Uh, that sounds so wonderful. <laughs> and we just kept talking about money, you know, outside of, uh, outside of those meetings because, uh, you know, so many of our software development peers and us at the time were making good money, but didn't really know what to do with it. So eventually we started recording those conversations and that turned into a podcast to frugal dudes. That's number two frugal You can check us out there or uh, on any, you know, uh, podcast player. Uh, and otherwise you can find me on Twitter at Sean Marin, S E A N M E R R O N. All right. Can we get that link one more time? It was uh, mastermindhunt.com slash dev chat. That's right. That's it. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to be on the webinar. So, uh, you know, I'll make fun of Sean and Eric while they're uh, saying smart stuff. <laughs> It'll all be good. That's right. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, thanks to our panelists for coming and we will be back at you next week. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y.com to learn more.